There is no such thing as morally right or wrong. Individual human life is meaningless and without ultimate moral value. We need to face the fact that nihilism is true. Welcome to Nick Snack for Neologism's episode 47, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered pander, homogenous, and confound. And in this episode, we're covering nihilism, recondite, and prescience. Before we start our new words, let's do a quick review of last episode. We'll start with the word pander, and I'll give you a hint. Our mnemonic was pander, vendor, pander, vendor. And we thought of a panda bear at a vending machine. So if I were to ask you which word most closely relates to pander, what would you say? Zesty, towering, learned, realistic, or pleasing? Zesty, towering, learned, realistic, or pleasing? We would say pleasing most closely relates to pander because to pander is to cater to someone, to satisfy, gratify their needs. Then we had homogenous. Which word most closely relates to homogenous? Significant, swift, similar, slim, or sincere? Significant, swift, similar, slim, or sincere? We would say similar most closely relates to homogenous, and we remembered homos means same, so we can think of homogenous as things which are similar to one another or the same throughout. Then we had confound. Which word most closely relates to confound? Coherent, colloquial, confused, cultural, or clean? Coherent, colloquial, confused, cultural, or clean? We would say confused because to be confounded is to be confused, amazed, or perplexed. And our mnemonic was confusion found, confound, confusion found. All right, let's move on to our new words. And our first word is nihilism. doesn't have to do with how much influence you have or what your social status is. The spiritual danger here is nihilism. It's depressing sometimes because 2008 was such a positive explosion of feelings and now people are trying to decide who to vote against, not who to vote for, with two of the most unpopular candidates in modern history, you know, and this nihilism. Steven Weinberg, the Nobel Laureate, once said, the more the universe seems comprehensible, the more it seems pointless. Now, for some people, that seems to lead to an idea of, of nihilism. Nihilism. N-I-H-I-L-I-S-M. Nihilism. N-I-H-I-L-I-S-M. It's a noun, and it's got a lot of definitions. Let me read them off to you so you can formulate your own and get a feel for the word. Nihilism can mean total rejection of established laws and institutions. It can also mean anarchy, 
terrorism, or other revolutionary activity. It can also mean total and absolute destructiveness, especially toward the world at large and including one's self. And then in philosophy, it's got another definition, and it means an extreme form of skepticism, the denial of all real existence or the possibility of an objective basis for truth. It might drive you crazy to be confronted with the ultimate meaninglessness of everything all the time, what we call nihilism. So when I was taught this word some time ago in my philosophy classes, I was told it meant all values were baseless and had no tie to reality. So essentially, if you were nihilistic, you didn't believe in values, you had no values because there wasn't really anything to substantiate their existence. So imagine what might life look like if you were valueless, if there was nothing important to you, nothing dear to you. You probably would not really give a flying fuck about anything. So we can see where the first definition comes into play, total rejection of established laws and institutions. Because if we don't value anything, why would we value, especially so, established laws and institutions? And to take it a step further, we can see how this might lead to the second definition, anarchy, terrorism, or other revolutionary activity. Because if we don't appreciate our laws and institutions, we might try to subvert them. Of course, and despite myself being ever so slightly nihilistic, I think we also have to appreciate the somewhat contradictory nature of this word. If nothing has value and there's no objective basis for truth, why do anything? Why be anarchistic? Why favor anarchy? Why go against laws or institutions in the first place? And to say there's no objective basis for truth, aren't we subsequently making a seemingly objective claim? Anyhow, enough philosophy, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. An easy way for us to remember this word is to think of nihilism and annihilate. They sound very similar, and someone who is nihilistic might very well be interested in annihilating the entire world world. Additionally, both these words share the same word root, nihil, or nihil, which means nothing. So we might think of nihilism as nothingness, and the verb annihilate as bringing something to nothingness. Annihilate and nihilism. All right, help me answer this question. Which leader might be considered nihilistic? Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, or Adolf Hitler? Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, or Adolf Hitler? Hitler would most likely be considered nihilistic because he had a philosophy in favor of death and destruction. A child of despairing modernity, Albert Camus accepts that all our lives are absurd in the grander scheme, but unlike some philosophers, he ends up resisting utter hopelessness or nihilism. Which word most closely relates to nihilism? Inquisitive? Chilly, lawless, ethereal, or fanatical? Inquisitive, chilly, lawless, ethereal, or fanatical? Lawless most closely relates to nihilism. All right, hotshots, here's a hard one for some of you cocky know-it-alls. Let's order this list of words starting with the word most closely related to Nihilism. So we're going to start with the word most closely related to nihilism. 
Here are five words. Different, divergent, disorder, defiant, dysfunctional. So they all relate to nihilism, but let's order them with the one that relates to nihilism the most, starting first. Different, divergent, disorder, defiant, dysfunctional. Here they are again. Different, divergent, disorder, defiant, dysfunctional. So here's how I ordered them. And don't worry if your order doesn't match mine. I'm going to give you my rationale and then we can compare. I started with disorder because nihilism and anarchy and lawlessness are similar and can easily lead to disorder. And then I thought those who are nihilistic are often defiant because they go against established traditions and institutions. Then I went with dysfunctional because nihilism is to some degree self-contradictory and it isn't practicable. Then I went with divergent because nihilism diverges from what most would consider normal. And lastly, I went with different because nihilism isn't very common and it's certainly unusual. terrorists and ideologies of nihilism and despair that ultimately can reach our shores. And so as people of faith, we are summoned to push back against those who try to distort our religion, any religion for their own nihilistic ends. Modernism has some pretty nihilistic undercurrents to it. It was a movement underscored by a desire to discard the old traditions of civilization, including religion. that's the word nihilism and we thought of nihilism and annihilate someone who is nihilistic might try to annihilate the world let's move on to our next word which is recondite most of us prefer the safety of recondite conversations with an increasingly narrow circle of specialists he who would learn astronomy and other recondite arts let him go elsewhere. Recondite, R-E-C-O-N-D-I-T-E. Recondite, R-E-C-O-N-D-I-T-E. It's an adjective and it means difficult to understand or lying beyond ordinary knowledge. Esoteric, something that's difficult to understand and lies beyond ordinary knowledge. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and they tell you what they do for a living and they use a lot of jargon, a lot of words you've never heard before, or they use words you're familiar with but not in the specific context they are using and even after they tell you what they do for a living, you're still left wondering what exactly do they do? That's an example of someone who has a recondite job. I have a close friend who works in programming. Shout out to my friend, even though he doesn't listen to my podcast, but he often will tell me what he's up to with his job and it's completely recondite to me. And I often have to remind him to dumb it down for those of us mortals who don't have outstandingly high IQs like he does. Well, starting today in C, we could express this scratch block as while true, printf hello world. So how about witches and warlocks or sorcerers and super 
soothsayers or magicians and mediums or alchemists and artisans, we would certainly say people with these fanciful titles have an abundant amount of recondite knowledge. In fact, we might go as far as saying they specialize in recondite recipes for revealing reality, if you'll pardon the alliteration. Have you ever met a warlock before or a soothsayer? I once met a man who told me he could predict my future by reading the palm of my hand in conjunction with the grooves of my tongue. And depending on the relationship he noticed between the two, my future was predicted. Quite recondite, if you ask me. And don't worry, I didn't pay him. So how are we going to remember this word? All right. Pretend we attended some obscure conference held by an alchemist, and we didn't understand any of his recondite presentation. So he had to reconduct recondite and reconduct his presentation so we could better understand him. Recondite, reconduct the presentation so we could better understand him. Which sentence contains that which might be considered recondite? A bird flew over a big house with a chimney. A skunk walks along the grass searching for mice to eat. The byproduct of protein metabolism in mammals is urea. Or I think it's pretty obvious which sentence is recondite. The byproduct of protein metabolism in mammals is urea is probably most likely recondite. Pick the word most closely related to recondite. Scholarly, nondescript, desperate, thoughtless, or delirious. Scholarly, nondescript, desperate, thoughtless, or delirious. Scholarly most closely relates to recondite. All right, here's a harder one. Pick the word most closely related to recondite. Confident, concealed, cloistered, competitive, or calculating. Confident, concealed, cloistered, competitive, or calculating. We would say concealed because something recondite is often concealed from our understanding. In other words, by her possession of some recondite and indescribable magic, sharply separated from the ordinary mental processes of man. There were either no villages, or the people were hostile, or the director didn't want to stop the steamer for some more or less recondite reason. All right, that's the word recondite, and we thought of someone having to reconduct, recondite, reconduct a presentation so we could understand it. Let's move on to our last word, which is prescience. I saw him with the prescience, the vision that he had, to be way ahead of everybody on the subject of the genocide in Kosovo. The Smithsonian demonstrated remarkable prescience in acquiring the collection, but displayed a good deal of uncertainty about what to do with it. Dean Cohn mentioned my prescience and seeing the house price bubble, which um, I did and I think others did as well. Prescience, P-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. -E -E. Prescience, P-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. -E. If you look at this word, it really looks like it should be pronounced 
pre-science. You just take the word science, take the word pre, put them together and you get prescience. It's a noun and it means foresight, to have knowledge of something before it occurs. Foresight, to have knowledge of something before it occurs. Occurs. And of course the title, The Mud Bath, now shows a weird sort of prescience in that within months so many millions of men would be caught in the mud bath of the trenches in northern France and Belgium. So we go out and buy a lottery ticket and you're like, Nick, the numbers are 1, 7, 53, 8, and 22, and then bam, we win a million dollars. It's because of your prescience that we won. Or perhaps we're driving along and you stop randomly at a green light and all of a sudden this huge semi-truck comes whizzing past the intersection running the red light. Thanks to your prescience, we are still alive. That's why so many countries around the world clamor at the freedom that we take for granted in the United States. It's a freedom we only have because of the prescience of the people that wrote those two documents. Do you actually know anyone with prescience? Sometimes people are so intuitive, they are prescient. They have a way of understanding the subtle intricacies of life that they can seemingly predict what will happen in the future. Here's an interesting example of prescience in my own life that happened a few days ago. While I was at work, I met a psychology intern and I bet her if she gave me two choices, I could pick the most influential psychological book she's ever read. And you know what happened? I guessed it right. But it wasn't really prescience. I have a confession to make. I just listed on a piece of paper the two books most psychologists recommend to me when I ask them what their favorite psychological book is. And just in case you're wondering, the two books are Getting Past Your Past and The Body Keeps the Score. So sometimes what we think as prescience or what we think is prescience is actually just clever acumen. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is an easy word to remember. Prescience to me is just like pre-science, pre meaning coming before and science relating to knowledge. So it's like we've got knowledge beforehand, knowledge before something happens, prescience. All right, help me out. Who is most likely prescient? Napoleon Dynamite, Nancy Drew, Naruto or Nostradamus? The answer is Nostradamus. If you don't know who Nostradamus was, he was like a French astrologer who was allegedly prescient and he predicted all of these things that supposedly came true. Which word most closely relates to prescient? Wise, nimble, auspicious, coherent, or spotless? We would say wise most closely relates to prescient. Here's a harder one. Pick the word most closely related to prescience. Clear, cautious, capricious, considerate, or curious. Clear, cautious, capricious, considerate, or curious. We would say considerate because consideration involves a lot of thought, as does prescience. One thing Bellinger didn't quite get in his otherwise prescient forecast, he said one or more carriers might approach Hawaii. Well, in fact, they used six.
1985, an Exxon scientist co-authored a study that was really prescient. He predicted that uh, global climate at the surface would uh, increase by two degrees above pre-industrial levels. You may know Howard Rheingold as a colorful and prescient anthropologist who defined concepts like virtual communities and smart mobs before we were all participating in them. All right, that's the word prescience, and we thought of pre-science, knowing something beforehand. Let's go through our three words and do a quick recap. Our first word was nihilism, and we remembered the nihilist is someone who wants to annihilate, someone who wants to get rid of the world, someone who has no values, and someone who believes there's no truth nihilism annihilate. Then we had recondite, and we remembered someone had to reconduct their presentation because it was difficult to understand. Recondite, reconduct, and difficult to understand. And lastly, we had prescience. We thought of pre-science, pre-science knowledge of something before it actually happens. All right, that wraps it up for Nick's Knack for Neologisms, episode 47. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't already, please take the time to leave me a review on iTunes. It helps others just like yourself find my podcast. And before we leave, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Chevis for leaving me a review on iTunes. Chevis said, I've been listening to this podcast daily and love it. I'm listening now while I'm driving to take the GRE. Fingers crossed. Oh, while you're driving driving to take the GRE? I read this differently. While I'm driving to take the GRE, holy cow, you're actually going to take the GRE. Like, right, you've already taken it. Awesome. I'd love to know how you did. I love how you play audio clips of people using the words in context. I would love to know how you find all of those clips to use. I teach middle school language arts. Awesome for you. And think my students who are auditory learners would like hearing their vocabulary words in real life context examples. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks for the review, Chevis. And uh, I hope you did well in the GRE. You should shoot me an email, nxixcxk at gmail.com and let me know how you did. And then to answer your question, I use a website called Uglish. Uglish, it's just the word U plus G-L-I-S-H. You can go to uglish.com and then you can just type in any word and essentially what it does is just search is all the transcripts on YouTube for the word you've put in and then boom it brings up a ton of videos for the word so yeah it's pretty neat so that'll be awesome if you get to use it with your middle schoolers and thanks for listening to my podcast and I will see everyone on episode 48 bye bye Shrink in size, very small. We've got to save enough room for all.